Hello and welcome to High Tea Obsessed. I'm your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and today's episode features yet another wonderful guest and I embarking on our journey to determine who the greatest action movie hero of all time truly is. This bracket and all these episodes were a ton of fun, and you know, I can't wait for you guys to hear it, and you know, you already heard at least one part, so I hope you're loving it, because huge shout out for listening, but even bigger shout out for all the people who helped me make this and these episodes because I couldn't have done it without you and I'm really proud of how they turned out and it was just it's a lot of fun and I feel like it's I don't know I just feel like it's a project that was a project that's very me and so I'm just I'm very happy thank you guys another shout out of course to London Sun as literally London Sun as uh aka John on Instagram for Helping me by creating the amazing artwork that she did. Uh, it's just incredible. Like, I'm obsessed with it. And, you know, that's why I was like, let me do the giveaway. Hopefully, boost my following a little bit. Get some more followers, listeners. TC. Check her out on Instagram. Check out her art. It's amazing. Give her your support. And on the other side of the break, you know, I'm getting right into it. We're diving deep and we're diving in. And we're going to figure out who the winner of this region is. <laughs> And we're back. Welcome to part two of the greatest action movie hero of all time bracket challenge. My guest today is someone you know from his semi-regular appearances on the show. Please welcome back frequent correspondent Mike Barbado, codename Mel Barbaro. What's going on? What's going on? It's always nice coming back. Love this shit. This one especially. This These are the sickest episodes. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Day two of the Bracket Challenge brings us the Gunslinger region. This is, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's literal cowboys, it's figurative cowboys, it's tops. It's your dudes, they're firing. Ready to rock. And I was like, who loves a good western? Who loves a good, like, adventure movie? Who loves a buddy cop film? Mike Barbado. He's in. He's all in. I'm here for it. Don't forget about the aliens, too. Guy loves aliens. So, a few reminders before we get into the challenge. This region, like all the others before and after, randomly seeded 1 through 16, so I didn't rank them by who I thought were better than others. Sometimes it shakes out that way, sometimes it doesn't. For the first round, I'll give a brief intro about each fighter, their skills, weaknesses, and a little bit of background info, like which movie they're coming from. The environment for each fight is determined by a random spin of a wheel right before each fight. The environments are Rust from Modern Warfare 2, Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard, the Guatemalan Jungle specifically from Predator, Fenway Park, the Average American Home, and Air Force One, as seen in the movie Air Force One, while in flight, of course. Each fighter is at full strength at the start of each round, and has their standard weapons ready to rock. Basically, we just want all of these people at their, uh, at their peak, at their best. You don't want it to be like someone had to go through a crazy, brutal stretch, and now they lose to someone they shouldn't. If Mike and I disagree about who would win in a particular matchup, I will roll a set of dice for each, and whoever totals the highest number advances. Any any complaints from anyone out there? I got nothing. It's all smooth to tell. Audience is silent. You know, sounds like we're good. So, without any further ado, let's get right into this. 
All right. So at our one seed, and this this checks. One seed, we got Doc Holliday from Tombstone, squaring up with Detective James Carter, which is Chris Tucker from Rush Hour. So you know, I think it checks on both ends. A little bit of a mismatch here, but let's get into their strengths and weaknesses. So for Doc, charming guy. Everything he says is awesome. Cool mustache. Great at poker. Of course, his shooting skill, his shooting speed, almost unparalleled. Weaknesses. He's literally dying. He's dying of consumption. He's got TV. Not doing well. Usually sweaty. Looking like shit. Alcohol. Big weakness. Women. Also a weakness. Now, do these all come into play? Not necessarily, but, you know, I want to be honest about what he's working with. What's uh, James Carter doing, right? Strengths. He's funny. He's charming to the audience, but he kind of sucks now, I think. Not sure his character aged super well. Uh, weaknesses. Arrogant. Kind of an idiot. Maybe a big idiot, you know. Pretty racist. Pretty sexist. Not ideal. Anything Any? Uh, anything to add? Doc Holliday also knows how to put on a show. That's true. Yep, with the yep, he knows how to diffuse the situation. Yeah, he's able to kind of like keep up and play along, but mm-hmm. not you know not push anything too far, like that bar scene with the uh, spinning cup with Johnny Ringo. Oh yeah, he, he earned a rival there, and he was quick witted too. He uh, he spoke mm-hmm. his Latin. Um, yep. he showed him that you know he's smart. He's not right. an idiot. He's an educated. Not an idiot at all. So. I don't know that we, like, you know, not every round we have to belabor this. I think this is pretty easily Doc advances. I would, yeah. I mean, that's that's my pick for sure. I think, you know, we let James Carter, he gets one funny joke in, and then Doc heats him. It's done. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that he would really... No controversy? No, that's a fair, safe bet. All right. So now we're in our two versus 15, another heady, heavy hitter, Jango Freeman from Jango Unchained versus Atzo Foley from Beverly Hills Top. This is a cool matchup just because they're two great characters, two great dudes. Uh, let's go with Atzo first. Strengths, funny, marksmanship, clever, very intelligent, you know, just, uh, detective type stuff, deductive reasoning, that type of thing. Willpower, he's not giving up. He doesn't care if he's going to lose his job. He's going to solve this case. Weaknesses, he's a little arrogant. And compared to some other people in the bracket, you know, he's just the top. Not necessarily, like, super skilled spy, anything like that. Now, Jango. Jango's maybe one of my favorite characters of all time. He's so cool. Jango's awesome. Uh, Strengths, charming, you know. He says cool stuff, too. He's got some good stuff. Shooting skill, shooting speed, right up there with Doc. Strength, uh, cunning, you know, intelligence, and willpower again. Another guy that's not going to give up. Weaknesses, he's arrogant, and his wife is a weakness, but she's not here, so we're good. So to add on to his shooting skill, he's also skilled at a range as well as right. close range. Uh, mm-hmm. We see that his first two shots in Django, he he's taking him out at a distance. Um, and the first one when he was killing um the brother there. Big Daddy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the bro brother. Yeah, he was on the move, too. On the move at... No, well, so the first one, that was uh, Schultz got him. 
he kills Big Daddy uh, on the move at range. Yes. When he's when they do the weird thing. Yep. The pseudo KKK raid. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I forgot to spin the wheel for Doc and uh, Carter because I, I got so wrapped up in how little it mattered. <laughs> but so for this one, they're fighting in Rust. Oh wow. Which I don't know that that matters really because like you said, we see Django. He's got the. Uh, He's got the long range. He's got the close range. I'm trying to. Think. I mean, Atzel probably has better guns because he. I think it's the 80s he's fighting in. So what's but, he carrying? I mean, it. I think he's a. Cop. Typically, he just has like the pistol, mm-hmm. but he does use. I think like he uses like a, a rapid fire gun in that movie at some points. Okay. I think it's the first one. Yeah. But I just I don't. I mean I don't. There's no way like Atzel would win. You know. Right. At the same time. Jango's too good. And Jango's like used to fighting in the south and the dust in Texas. You know, all throughout the the heat. I think he's good with it. That's true. And he can like hang out within the inner workings of Rust that like, mm-hmm. kind of give a similar feel to the um Candies yep. Exactly. Yeah, he's gonna be hiding. Right. He's yeah, he's gonna make it work. Here's my question though, real quick, sidetrack. What outfit do you want Jango fighting in? I mean I guess he should be in his like tan outfit, his winter outfit, so he blends in. But I kind of picture him in the first blue outfit. Well, yeah, wearing. dude, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's the outfit that he chose. So it's like I, I feel like if he's gonna be at his prime, he, he's just a freed man. So if or, him in his prime is in his blue outfit, he's feeling good. Or the outfit at the end that he gets from uh, Tandy when he's got the hat, he's got the long cigarette. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. He, he didn't have a couple costume changes. <laughs> Depending on the venue, but yeah. Right. Uh, Jane Doe advances, I think. Yeah, like, I agree. Any, any, not controversial there. No. Atzo's like, he's a cool character, but I don't, I just don't think he stands a chance. So this matchup, kind of nuts for a first round matchup. In the three seed, we have Snake Pliston. And if you call him Snake, he says, call me Pliston. If you call him Pliston, he says, call me Snake. You can't win with this guy. From Escape from New York, swearing off with Dr. Indiana Jones from Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, so what's Indy working with? We already know. One of the most handsome men to ever live, right? We're not going to kid ourselves here. Strengths. Funny, charming, willpower, intelligence. He's got the whip skills. He's got the hand-to-hand skills. He's got that kind of like, you know, when the guy does the swordsmanship. Like, he's not going to front. He just shoots the guy when he's doing the sword fight thing. Uh, Stamina. He's got to take a beating and keep going. And he's got, like, I didn't put marksmanship or gun skills just because compared to, you know, like, Jando and Doc, it seems ridiculous to stay. But he's pretty good. He's pretty nice with it. Weaknesses. He has morals, you know, not necessarily what you want in a fight to the death. He's, in quotes, just an archaeologist because inexplicably he's set with everything. He does take a beating, like I said. And uh, he's afraid of spiders, snakes, you know, so that could come into play depending where he's fighting. Doesn't hamper him in the movies, really. It's just like he says something funny about it and then has to deal with it. But, I don't know, notable. You know, he's fighting Snake also. So, Snake. Special Forces training. You know, infiltration. He can do that. Strength. Hand-to-hand fighting. Stamina. Willpower. Also very handsome. However, he's got the eye patch. Obscures it a little bit. Weaknesses. Only has one eye, you know. To come up on his blind side. His gun sounds not the best. They're kind of lame, I thought, when he's shooting. 
Uh, also, doesn't he can't really speak loudly. It's kind of weird. It might help him, though. If, you know, he's got to keep help. quiet let make sure that Indy doesn't know where he is. It could be, but I don't know. And Indy's saying, like, cool stuff, and then he just, like, whispers, and Indy's like, what? Maybe he trips him, and he leans in, stabs him. <laughs> All right. Um. So for those who don't know, I'm not, I don't like... Harrison Ford. As, a, as an actor at all. For some reason, I just don't like him. But I will put that aside and um, to go on to one of his weaknesses, the air quote, just an archaeologist. He did fight in World War One and the mm-hmm. Spanish-American War, I believe. Right? Did right. I don't know. out of high school to do that? I think that's like in the shows, which, so it's, I'm not sure how canonical that is. Oh, okay. But... I think so, but we don't. I don't think we know that in Raiders. Okay. At the same time, so we can kind of accept that, but it's a gray area, you know. Sure. Like we just know he has the skills to pay the bills, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pliskin, I mean, his hand to hand is—it's just kind of nuts. He took down mm-hmm. that mountain of a man in the fight. Yep. Pit. While wounded. Yeah, well, he already had a leg injury, right? Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that he ran all the way to the barrier at the end of New York mm-hmm. to get out with this still sustained leg injury and after taking right. a beating. Unreal stamina. Dude's, he know. will not stop, especially when he's got two chips bombs into his brain. <laughs> so yeah. if, if he's got a reason to live, he's going to do his damnedest to do it. So wait, where are they fighting? Uh, Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza? Okay. Which is, I don't, that's kind of sick. That's a nice matchup for both. Because you know they can both do the hiding, like crawling around stuff. Uh-huh. I feel so, like that's a little bit more in Snake's wheelhouse. I think so too, but um, I don't know. I think it's like, I mean, Indy's in the same sort of environments. It's just a cleaner version of what he's in, basically. Because he's doing like the same kind of cramped compartments, weird, you know, like places to hide, crawling around stuff. He's in a more except- like concrete scenario though like whereas yeah he's doing it in like dusty tombs yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy's doing it in a city with enemies uh-huh hmm what about the fact that indy's afraid of snakes and the fact that this guy's i don't snake know Pliskin and i know snake tattoo on his stomach i don't think that matters because he's he's afraid of actual snakes and he deals with it in raiders you know with all the he's in a pit with like hundreds of snakes in it true good point that's a little but, bit of my Harrison Ford bias coming out. I'm really going against him now. So I think when I, I wasn't super impressed with Escape from New York. And it's like right up my wheelhouse. As far as the So that might be what? As far as the action with like Just like the whole thing. Like I think that's weighing against Snake is that the movie itself didn't impress me. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning towards Doctor Jones. That's fair. Um I'm just stuck on the endurance part. Like the mm-hmm. the stamina, I guess. But do you remember in Raiders? I mean, so Indy does all, like, he breaks down the tomb to get out when the Nazis trap him in the tomb with all the snakes and, and Miriam, whichever girl he's with that one. And then he gets out of there. They, like, push it down. And then that giant Nazi comes. And they're fighting. And the Nazis just, like, kicking the shit out of him. And he just keeps going. And he wins. Oh, okay. And this is after, like, a whole, you know, several week-long adventure of all this crazy stuff going on. That's true. And in the desert. He's not taking I mean, so, breaks. Yeah, and he's got the uh, stamina too. Right. Okay. 
you know, it's not one of Kurt Russell's like most jacked. Like he's he's ripped, he's strong, but he's not like Big Trouble in Little China, Jack Bur- Jack Burton, uh, Kurt Russell. So it's not like he's way bigger than Indy or anything. Okay, that's true. He Just look wise, I don't. A, he is not a big guy in the. Mm-hmm. You're right. All right, I feel like we could give it to Indy here. Okay, I'm okay. With that. I was a little worried. Send him up. All right. Wow. So in the four versus thirteen matchup, we have Eli from the Book of Eli versus the thirteen seed Wyatt Earp from Tombstone. All right. Eli, strengths, charming, also saying cool stuff, very resilient, a lot of stamina, marksmanship somehow, and swordsmanship. Weaknesses, he is blind. He cannot see. However, he's surviving in an apocalypse anyway, so I don't know. Very confusing, but whatever. Uh, Wyatt Earp, strengths, funny, charming. I mean, it's Kurt Russell. You already know what he's doing. Those eyes, are you kidding me? Marksmanship? Leadership, which is really cool, and like a really, really sick mustache. For weaknesses, you know, I didn't have a lot to work with. I tried to just put stuff for everybody. He's a little greedy, you know, it took him a while to become a hero in Tombstone. He had to wait till like his brother got shot to really get involved in uh, heroism, which I mean, he was before the movie starts. We know he's a legendary cop, but what are you going to do? Uh, he's also like a little bit of a adulterer, right? I mean, yeah, I mean emotionally at least. <laughs> yeah, and I like I get his wife's on like drugs, mm-hmm. but you know you gotta be there for your wife. You gotta be there for your wife. She's going through it, and he doesn't he doesn't pull the trade. He doesn't fully cheat. No, he doesn't. He but just he, has he wants to emotional relationship. The second she dies, though, he's in that other lady's bed. He's like, I'm ready. <laughs> Can't play him, though. So they're fighting in the average American house. And so what I'm picturing for this, it's like a split-level ranch. You walk in, bedroom on the right, kitchen dining area on the left, stairs going up, start on opposite ends of the house type of thing. Okay. Um, So Eli, he's got like a pistol, he's got his machete, and um, got a bow. And then Wyatt's got a shotgun. He's got the uh, pistols going. No rifle for Wyatt? Uh, not in this one. I, I don't, don't even want it. it in the house. Right. Damn. Okay. Well, <laughs> Eli's got the weapons for it. Um, And also, like, he's, like, kind of, like, guided by God on this journey of his. Right. Um, right. Hmm. But, I mean, Wyatt, it's, like. I don't know. We saw him by the tree standing on water, you know? He goes down there and shoots like eight dudes. <laughs> when they're pinned down, he just stands up and starts shooting everybody. That's true. And wins. And then Doc is, even Doc is impressed. Oh, shit. That's like, I mean, why they're just lucky, both of these guys. I mean, maybe luck's not the right word, but they, they both survive. I mean, Eli does die in his movie. He does. Are we going to use that against him? I, I think it bears consideration, but I don't know if it's... It's just like if all other things are equal, I think it, we gotta take it into account. Um. Hmm. We don't really see Wyatt in hand-to-hand combat. We see him slap. Was it Johnny Tyler in the beginning? Yeah. A couple times, draw blood with like two slaps. <laughs> that's true. That's all we saw out of him. But like, I mean, that's like that's telling. 
is that okay he slaps this guy around twice and he's like, right makes him like apologize too right makes him cry and yeah bleed, he yeah. just humiliates the guy with two slaps and he never comes back well he does he tries to shoot him and then stops oh, yeah. like johnny tyler wasn't that in the same scene uh yeah it's like the net scene oh, okay. he slaps him he walks out sees doc god that guy got Let's humiliated see. a lot <laughs> yeah um okay but back to on the hand so here's the thing it's like if they do get to hand to hand i think it's very fair to give eli the advantage he's got the machete you know we see him do it but i don't know if he gets close because wyatt has the uh He's got the shotgun. He's got the speed, I think. I think it's probably a faster draw. Wyatt? Yeah. And we know Wyatt's prepared. Like, we see in the... I don't... Like, you're not going to sneak up on Wyatt. He's got good perception. You know, we see in the scene where Johnny, Ringo, and Doc almost get into it. He's got the shotgun under the table ready to rock if things pop off. Okay. Which, I mean, they both know they're in a fight to the death, but I just... I think you're not going to... Like, Eli's not going to ambush Wyatt is what I think. No, Eli is going to, like, in the house scene, he's going to kind of hang out. He's going to wait until they make their move because that's when, that's the only time that he's able to make his move is Mm -hmm. when he hears or, I don't know, maybe he catches a whiff. But, Mm -hmm. um, like, Eli's big thing was that he was waiting for them to make their moves and then he had to do that. So, like, I mean, he's definitely going to be chilling, waiting. Uh, do you want to roll for it? This feels like it's e- pretty even. I kind of want to roll for this. It's tough. It's a little surprising. I don't because I don't know that. Like obviously, the book of Eli is not as iconic as Tombstone, but it seems fair because Eli, like, he's a sick character and he does sick stuff. He's an awesome character. I, I I love Eli as a character. So for the dice, I have an app on my phone. It's three for each. One of them has tr- traditional six-sided die, six dots, like dots for each. The other one sits out to die with the numbers written. So I'm going to say Eli gets the numbers and Wyatt gets the dots. Okay. One, two, three taps. All right. Oh, wait. They've landed on top of each other. Dumb. I do that. Okay. Yeah. Oof. So Wyatt has 10. Eli has nine. Oh, man. That's tough. Tough. Tough battle. For tough look for Eli. I think it's a good look. Well, no, it's, okay, it is a good look. That that's like it's a just close tough, fight. Tough, tough break. Yeah, tough break. Yes, thank you. I am a little upset to see Eli go. God bless. I know Congrats. it's just a bad matchup. It sucks. I mean, but like, I, I feel like that's fair because he did die in this movie. Right. I think. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right. So this one, it's. Oh, wow, that's cool. That's better than I thought. Okay, so this matchup, 5 versus 12, this is where upsets tend to happen in real life, in the bracket. Not really upsets here, but 5 seed, Rick O'Connell from The Mummy versus the, uh, Detective Mike Lowry from Bad Boys, which is Will Smith. So Rick O'Connell, strengths, bravery, luck. Again, he says cool stuff, great one-liners. Athleticism, brawling. And then he's got gun skills, but again, not on the par of some of the other people. Weaknesses, he's got a soft spot for pretty women specifically, and no one can blame him. What is her name? Rachel Weisz? The the love interest from there. No one can blame him. Uh, He's also kind of a dick, you know, but it's in a charming way. It it works for him. Mike Lowry, strengths, funny, charming, intelligent, detective skills, 
driving, gun skills, and then hand-to-hand combat ability. Weaknesses. He's arrogant again. Kind of a dick. And, you know, it seems like some of the other people, like Indiana Jones and Rick O'Connell, sort of, like, on paper, I mean, so Rick O'Connell was in, like, the French Foreign Legion, so he's got the soldier skills. But so the tops, they're kind of, like, dealing with, the modern tops are dealing with, like, cowboys, people you just think would be, like, more skilled, more trained, rough, and ready to rumble, I guess. So that's why just the top, in quotes, is a weakness for some of these people. This matchup feels pretty even to me. Right. I can't. All right. Let's see where they're fighting. Because that, I think that will play a big factor. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So they're on Air Force One. Wow. Which I think helps both of them. I think that just it's pretty equal. Uh-huh. Because, so Rick O'Connell, he's got the, uh, the like, campy adventure movie advantage from being in a moving airplane. So like even if he gets thrown out, he's gonna somehow get back in the plane. Some you know he's got that going for him. But Lowry's got the Michael Bay movie in an airplane advantage, so he's gonna be doing cool stuff. Um. Okay. So I want to say Rick would win. That's where I'm at. I think it's like a tough fight. How do you say that? I don't know. Just gut. I just he fights a mum. Like you know, he fights supernatural forces and wins. I mean, he's resourceful. He breaks out the cat when he's dealing with uh... right. Right, we see him, he's adaptable, and there's all those tricks on Air Force One. You know, he's going to figure those out somehow. All the like, trap doors, he's going to be in there. He's going to be getting in the hidden weapons if he loses his gun, his uh, stuff. You know, he can fight with swords. Yeah. And unf- So wait, is that what, so what is he bringing? Because, I mean, I'm just trying to think with... So I think he just has, like, you know, his, he's got a revolver. I think it's just, it's handguns in this situation. It's a revolver versus, like... Uh, Mike's pistol. Sure. And then just like, I think Rick would be better though at using his environment. Okay, that's like he's gonna be swinging off stuff. He's gonna be using like picking up a table, using it to deflect stuff. Like you know how in movies like all of a sudden tables are bulletproof. Like he's gonna be doing that thing. <laughs> um, I just I think Rick has like I just think he has that kind of intangible advantage. This is where like the kind of like the just the cop will kind of play it actually plays against lowry because like if he was like maybe like a federal agent maybe he's got some mm-hmm. knowledge on like air force one that i would have been able to try to defend him with mm-hmm. but he just doesn't and he isn't he isn't the best with his environment like we saw lowry get kicked through that um that window what was that mm-hmm. that wasn't his apartment that was where they found that first dead guy I mean, Will Smith is probably, I would say Will Smith is more impressive physically even than Pete Brandon Frazier, just because Will Smith is like a demigod at times. Right. You know, also very handsome, charming guy. These are, this is like, this bracket's just stacked. All these dudes are handsome. It's great. <laughs> Adeline. Right. I wouldn't really give, um, um, Rick, what's his, uh, oh my God. Brendan Frazier. Yeah, Frazier. Like, actor. he's not really. Super physically impressive, I guess. No. I think he's like he's pretty cut in this one. He's pretty good. Oh, in the mummy? Yeah. He might have been. I know him best in uh George of the Jungle? No, I wish. Uh, oh. Carry the center of the earth. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times, good times. Alright. We're giving um, that one a Rick. Alright, you're cool with yeah, that? Yeah, I feel like that makes sense. I wasn't too impressed by Lowry, like his skills watching yeah, he's just like a, a good character more. Than yeah, yeah, definitely. In the six versus eleven, we have 
Sergeant Nicholas Angel from Hot Buzz versus Captain Stephen Hiller from Independence Day. Which, you know, we don't... might seem kind of an outlier. I thought he embodied the cowboy spirit more than we actually see him be a cowboy type of thing. So let's go with Stephen Hiller first. One of the great Will Smith roles. Strengths. Funny, hilarious guy, charming, handsome, bravery, strength, endurance. You know, he's not giving up no matter what. Incredibly great line. So it's like always good stuff. Welcome to Um, And like we literally, we see him knock out an alien through what is revealed to be an exoskeleton suit. Like a mechanical suit with one punch. His fist, bare fist. And then he drags the alien through the desert for miles and miles. No water. Like, unreal. Weaknesses. He's very stubborn, you know. Could be a strength. And he's not in a plane or a ship. And we don't see him do anything besides punch the alien. Which, you know, obviously very impressive. But we don't see any gun skills. We don't see any of that type of thing. So what if he ends up in, like, Fenway? He can't just bomb Fenway? No, he can't. We're not going to allow that. <laughs> That's what I call a close encounter. No, it's all <laughs> close encounters, you know? All right, we're scratching that. <laughs> all right. Nicholas Angel, strengths, conditioning, speed, you know, athleticism. He's got the uh, all of London. He's the fastest top in the history of London. Unreal. Tenacity, right? This guy is crazy. They remarked on his tenacity like five times in the first five minutes. Marksmanship. Wearing sunglasses. Looks sick in sunglasses. Detective skills. He figures shit out. He's not even a detective. Bravery. You know, he's brave. He's going to do the right thing no matter what. He doesn't care what the odds are. Willpower. Weaknesses. Very serious. Right? He does develop that into... uh, Breaks out of that by the end of the movie. Social skills. Not there at first. Again. Again, he develops them, you know? So that, you know what that means? Adaptable. He rolls. He lands on his feet. He can figure shit out. I would, for this specific scenario that we're running, mm-hmm. I would. I don't know if I would put seriousness as a um, as a weakness. right. I might. It's probably not here, but just strength. Just a personality defect. Yeah, that's true. But like, is Captain Stephen right. going to give a shit about his personality? I think he. I think he would. I think he'd be kind of like, dude. What are we like? We're fighting to the death. We t- we don't have to be dead about it. <laughs> I think Stephen Hiller would. I think specifically. Of anyone in this bracket, Stephen Hiller is one of the most who would care about his personality. <laughs> you know what? That's a really good point. <laughs> um, I, I feel like Sergeant right. uh, Angel. He's just he's like a like a kind of like a tryhard in MW two lobby. Yep. So Which hold on. on, are you ready for this? It did land on. No, Ross. it didn't. <laughs> yes, it did. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. So I, Stephen I, I Hiller just have to go Stephen or uh, Nicholas Angel right now. I don't think it's close, really, because like Nicholas Angel is like almost OP. He's like he goes off. <laughs> One thing he's so nuts. I don't think so. He kills people. We know he's killed people, but he doesn't kill anyone in the movie. No, he just like in in in, in incapacitates them. Yeah, shoots them in the shoulder a lot. Shoots stuff so that it like takes them out. Yeah, they're just out of the fight. Right. Another weakness, if it does get to hand-to-hand, we see Simon Skinner, who's just... In this movie, it's, you know, it's Timothy Dalton. He's So he was James Bond. But in this movie, he's just a grocery store employee, or owner, slash mass murderer, who is a world-class fun runner also. <laughs> so, but he, he dates some beatings from that guy at first. And then he catches the fist, he does the classic thing, comes out on top. 
Yeah, he can hold his own for sure. And it's it's tough to like give our boy Will Smith two losses in a row. I know. <laughs> it's really it unfortunate sucks. how that played if out. If this was if this was a character ranking, I think Steven Hiller might win. You know, he did come out on top. Oh, he for didn't sure. make a Cinderella run. He's definitely a better character. I mean, but, I mean he's Nicholas like, Angel is low key a set character, but it's tough. He's just a fighter, Angel. I mean yeah. You're not taking him out. No. Nah. He might I mean, like low key, Angel might go on a run, you know? Depends on who he matches up with. But I, he yeah, could win I, this. I could see him going far. One, I mean it doesn't matter if we're gonna advance him, but he doesn't have Danny with him, which is tough. That's true. So that's like he doesn't have anyone to play off of with the one liners. <laughs> Because it's a lot of like Danny sets him up and then he lobs it or vice versa. Like when he when he put the put the guy in the cooler and Danny goes, mm-hmm. you say something cool. You say like chill out. <laughs> nope. Shame. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Near and dear to my heart. Great matchup here. Seven seed Jadson Healy from the Nice Guys. That's Russell Crowe's character. Some of you out there, you're not to stick around to the finale to see why uh, Jadson Healy's in here. I don't care. It's my favorite movie. It's an action movie. Both the characters are in there. Spoiler alert. Like, what are you going to do? Get your own podcast. <laughs> um, so, Inspector Lee, Rush Hour, Strengths, hand-to-hand stills, you know, gun stills, detective stills. It's Jackie Chan in a detective movie. You know, like, he's sick. I'm going to need your help for weaknesses, Mike. What do you think? He's a little racist. A little racist too. He's Not a little great. racist. He uh, walks up to the the bartender. He says, "He goes, what's up, my n word?" And it's like, right, right, right. He he gets away with it too because he he beats them all up, and mm-hmm. it's just like he didn't need to do it. He didn't need to be an mm-hmm. asshole. I granted, I'm, I don't think that he understood, mm-hmm. but I mean, you don't gotta beat everyone up, man. Just hear him out. Not at all. A little racist, and I don't know if um, Jackson Healy's not about that. No, he's, I'm not, definitely not. Jadson Healy, we see, you know, rough exterior, great guy, warm, cuddly middle. It's very deep in the middle because, you know, let's start with his weaknesses. Overweight. Deeply unhappy. He's just not a happy guy. He works on it. By the end of the movie, I think he, you know, at least he's drinking again. That probably helps a little bit. And I think he's a little old, you know, probably like early 50s. Yeah. he's got. I think he's supposed to be. Early 50s. Strengths, though. Hand-to-hand. Like, he takes out a guy in the movie that, like, just lays waste to all these, like, giant armed security guards, and then Healy beats him 1v1. John Boy, they call him, because he's got a big old mole. Right? Uh, Gun skills, pretty nice with it. Endurance, he's a fat guy, but he's athletic. You know, he's doing crazy rolls throughout it, and he's, like, he's taking beatings and dishing it back out. He's a heavy hitter for sure. So they are fighting in Nakatomi Plaza. Which I think favors Lee because we know he's going to use his environment. He's going to be doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing: we see Healy take down John Boy, who's kind of the same kind of like finesse, athleticism, stills as Lee. So I think if Healy gets his hands on him, it might be a wrap. But I don't know if he can get his hands on him. I, would he be able to? I mean, just because. I feel like Lee would be able to kind of weasel his way out. I, He's right, and then shoot him. He, I think he, Lee. I think Lee wins. He's dealt with his uh, fair share of you know big, big guys. Big. Yeah, right. I don't know that this would be close. I think the Homer in me wants to say it's one of those fights where like 
Lee, it's like, I don't, he's not big enough where it's still trying to fight where Lee is like hitting him over and over and over and nothing happens. And then he like hits him with a pot over the head or, and then he d- shoots him or something. Right. He's not big, quite big enough for that. So it's got to go to Lee. Yeah. I think- and like no contest, unfortunately. Yeah. It is tough to see. Healy's a great you character. Hate to see him. Unfortunately, not a better fighter. It's for the birds, you know. <sighs> hate to see it. I'm depressed now. Cancel the whole bracket. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Eight seed versus nine seed. This is a crazy matchup. We have Holland March from the Nice Guys. And that is Ryan Gosling from the Nice Guys versus Captain Jack Sparrow from Curse of the Black Pearl. Holland March strengths. Number one, incredibly lucky. He's he's going to get the high roll no matter what. Uh, he says cool stuff. Mostly, I guess it's cool because he's an idiot, so you're like laughing at him. Uh, cool mustache. You know, he rocks it. Kind of determination. He, like, he would give up, but he doesn't for some reason. Potentially invincible. You know, he says it. He survives a million like incredible disasters for no reason and the way he says jesus is unmatched <laughs> and i think that bears uh consideration in this bracket Let's hear your weaknesses jesus <laughs> it was kind of bad but what are you gonna do i wasn't prepared no, I uh weaknesses alcohol if alcohol is anywhere near this fight he's gonna smell it out and he's going to drink it however he can't smell so that's gonna help him his arm is injured, right? I thought that was fair to keep in. It, not only is it broken, he also slit, like cut his wrist breaking into a building. So, <laughs> double injured one arm. His arm was injured from uh, the, pretty much when he met Healy, right? Right, right, from the jump. Uh, I put kind of an idiot. I think we can upgrade that to just an idiot. Yeah, he is an idiot. And then also a weakness. Women doesn't come into play here, but, you know, like I said, character defects. Captain Jad Sparrow. Strengths. Also very lucky. Uh, also doing like the impractical in what is it? Inconceivable escapes, you know. Marksmanship. Sword fighting. Saying savvy. Weaknesses. Arrogant, you know, kind of an idiot again. Sexism. No boats. He can't do any of the crazy boat stuff. He doesn't have a cannon to work with where he shoots himself up, all of a sudden he lands and he's like on top of Fenway Park. <laughs> And he's got old-timey weapons. So he does have a sword, and then he has, like, a flintlock pistol. Yep. Right? Does it only have Holland a shot in it? Yeah, he does. He only has one shot in his pistol. That's a good point. Oh. And he's saving that for Barbosa. <laughs> right. Damn. Tough break. That's a tough break. I know. That is a tough break. And then also, okay, Holland March, he, has a, he just has a pistol. But, okay, let's spin this wheel to see where they're fighting. This is just what would happen, I think, realistically. Is they would both like they'd be so they're at Fenway. I feel like they made their way up to the top of Fenway and they fall out and then like roll down a hill that's not even in Boston. They just like roll down a hill and land in the finals somehow, still fighting each other, and then like accidentally kill whoever the champion is. <laughs> I mean, that's if if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen with these guys. They're just gonna have their own side cutscene, their their own side mm-hmm. quests. We just see them rolling. We flash back. So they're on the top of Fenway, like the grandstands, or are they like like on the ledge? I'm picturing them like on the ledge of Fenway. Holland March is like running away, and 
Jad's trying to hit him with the sword. He's like chasing him with the sword as Holland's like crawling away. Yep. And then they both tumble over. Obviously, we have to pick a winner, so that can't happen. Here's my question. So I think if this were to happen in the nice guys, right? Mm-hmm. Jack would swing at him with the sword, and Jack, uh, and Holland would deflect it with the cast, and it would work somehow. <laughs> so I think he can f- fend off the sword with the cast. Okay. And then he has a better gun, so I think he can just shoot him. Wow. He's just going to shoot Captain Jack? Yeah. Does he use his last bullet on Holland March here? But then... <laughs> I don't think he does because he's, we see him in dire situations and he doesn't use it. Right, like when he um, when he was dealing with the um, uh, was his name Nicholas in uh, which one in Black Pearl. Which are you thinking of? Uh no, the Norrington Commodore Norrington. No, the the blacksmith there. What the hell, I can't even think of his. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Turner. Yes, thank you. Orlando Bloom. Yes. So like he he he. Almost had to use it to get away from the the authorities. But yeah, I, I think he, he was, he was just pretending to use it. Right, he wasn't on a shooter. No. I mean, he's he's a good guy in a Disney movie. Right. He's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you're you're going to go all March. I think so. I mean, I'm biased. So if you want to roll for it, we can. Whatever you think. I just think that Captain Jack's gotten out of a lot of situations. Right, but this is only the first one, which only taking into account. Black Pearl. So there are a good amount of situations in that one. But, like, we see Holland, like, he falls out of a building, survives from the top floor. <laughs> he rolls down a hill. He falls out of two buildings, actually. Um, You know, he sees Richard Nitson, <laughs> The ghost of Nitson Coming at him in the pool. Uh-huh. The bee in the car. He gets shot at a bunch of times. <laughs> Alright, I, I, you know, I think that's fair. I think that we can go with Holland March. He is. He, they both, man. This is tough, and I wish that we got to see these guys later. Here's my here's my thing. I think if we put all uh, 16 of the people in the... Even if we put all 64 of the people in this bracket, I think Holland would survive until almost the end, at the very least. Just through, like he would du- He'd do that thing where like he ducks when someone tries to snipe him because like, he, he sees something on the ground. Sure, he's like he's lighting, he's, he drops his cigarette or something, he pets it up. He, like, accidentally sets someone on fire with the cigarette. <laughs> like, all this crazy stuff would happen. Yeah, I agree. You've got me sold. I think also, he would have some set burns for Jack. And Jack wouldn't get him. <laughs> just because of the uh, era difference? I don't, I just, yeah, I think. I don't know. This might be a homer pitch, but I'm cool with Holland. Advancing, I'm cool with Holland. Obviously. He's a good guy, you know. He's a nice guy. So to recap, oh man. Uh, okay, so Dot Holiday defeated Detective James Carter. Holland March bested Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, Rick O'Connell beat Mike Lowry. Wyatt narrowly defeated Eli. Sergeant Nicholas Angel beat Captain Stephen Hiller. Indiana Jones beat Snake Pliskin. Inspector Lee beat Jackson Healy. Django Freeman beat Ax- Axel Foley. All right. So now, Jango versus Inspector Lee. All right. Okay, so they're in Fenway. Okay. I don't... I think Jango wins this pretty easy. I was going to say, how are Lee's skills on a gun? I think he... I mean, he's okay, but I don't think he, He's no match for Jango. Jango can, like... 
If Tanito sees him first, he can shoot him from far away. If they get close, he's going to draw on him way quicker and t- take him out. Even if Lee can dodge him, I don't, like, Django's the fastest gun in the South, you know? It would just be super tough if, like, Django's hanging out on, like, the second tier, um, mm-hmm. second deck, and he's, like, kind of just waiting for Lee to expose mm-hmm. himself. But, I mean, I guess you can also say that Lee might lure him into, like, the inner workings. Well, so but even if he does, we're not doing we're not doing the bowels like in uh the town. It's just the field. Oh, they're the actually field in the stands. <laughs> like they're in a, a lead, yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah. They're on the stand. Oh yeah, they're on the field. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I think unless we started off where like Jando and Lee are arm in arm, like like literally face to face touching each other already, I think Jando wins. Like if they're two feet away, I think Jando wins. But they're starting off they're... in each home in a way dugout, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that would work. I don't think it really, like I said, I don't think it matters, no, you know, no. I think as long as there's enough room. You just brought up a good point with the, if they are arm's length apart to start, I feel like it would be Lee. But if they're anywhere outside of that, I, I think it's an right. easy dub for Django. Yeah, I think Django's like before, like even if Lee dodges him, Django's going to get six shots, like whatever direction he's going, he's done. He's going to fan the hammer on him. Mm-hmm. And we like Jango's smart, you know. Like he's not going to trick. By I think he'll like suss out where Lee's going. Yeah, I agree. He won't get juked out too much. Bring him yeah, up. I don't think that's like I said. Like I mean, some of these it's just like you know, it seems like you have to argue it, but you just know, right? Yeah, yeah. you know what's going on. Okay, this is this might put an end to a Cinderella story. We'll see. Nicholas Angel versus Indiana Jones again. Indiana Jones, easily the more iconic character. Not even a contest at all. Right. But Angel's so sick. He's so good. Like, he's He's got, like, I feel like he's got the agility, too. He's right. able to roll around. We see him do parkour. Yeah, he does. He's rolling around like he's playing Dark Souls. I can make that reference now. Just started playing that game. Um, nice. And he's, like, he, he, he's constantly just, like, getting out of situations using just he's just so good of a cop mm-hmm. they're on air force one in flight wow indiana jones doesn't get the james marshall home tour no <laughs> he doesn't it doesn't happen yet he doesn't know it <laughs> i think indy gets the slight you know adventure movie advantage that rick o'connell guy he gets that kind of thing okay where he's gonna crawl back in the plane somehow but i mean like Hot Fuzz is an homage to top movies, so it's also fairly ridiculous. Oh, it's very ridiculous, I would say. So. It does have that a similar aspect, not the same. Let's see. I think Indy's definitely stronger, you know, so if, he did, if it does get hand-to-hand, and this is a close-range environment, you know, there's not as much wiggle room for Nicholas's acrobatics. True. Um, I think Indy would win, and he's got the whip, so he can hit some guns out of it. Is it going to be effective, like in a small, compressed um, environment? Like, don't you need a little bit more room to kind of? I don't know if the in real life it would be, but I think based on the movie, I think it. I think it is. Okay. He kind of busted out in all sorts of weird places like that. Sure. And then yeah, he's not there for like he will use a gun to kill. Right, he'll, like, Angel, yeah. I mean, so in this situation, we they know they have to kill each other, no choice, so. That's true. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I got to say that uh, Angel's kind of a nice shot. I, I mean, he I took out those six those six little guys with the uh, air gun. Real easy peasy. <laughs> Real easy peasy. Um, I don't think I'm ready to concede it to Indy. Would you want to advance Indy or you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I think that I'm trying to with you or Nicholas, but I kind of feel like we have to roll. I agree. Just out of respect. Yeah, because right, Indy does have he, especially because that point you brought up, he is a just a stronger guy. So if it yeah. does get close, then it, it goes to Indy, but... I think, I mean, so in theory, Nicholas is elite hand-to-hand. Also, we see him go off in the uh, training montage. Not training montage, the montage in the beginning. Yeah. But like I said, he, he kind of gets the business from Skinner for a little right. bit. Right, they don't show off, like, in real situation, uh, or <laughs> not real situation, but like in in, in movie, they don't show it right. off. Like as oh, okay, he's gonna you do do this to take out the bad guy. Like he does kind of get his hand or salad toss. Let's roll. All right, Indy's gonna be dots because he's an older character. Yep. One, two, three. All right. Indy has eight strong. Nicholas Angel has ten. Let's go. That's my Angel advances. Do you believe in miracles? Okay, so this is been just to Rick O'Connell versus Wyatt Earp. Oh man, this hurts me. All right, let's see where they're fighting. I don't, I don't think this one matters. It pains me. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Nice, 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 nice. They're in the jungle. Huge advantage for Rick. Wow. Okay, <laughs> it's a big advantage. Shit. So. Why well, still got a shotgun? No rifle. Uh-huh. Do does he use a rifle? Like I don't. Do we see him do any long? I don't think that we see a shooting rifle. Right. And if we do, I don't think we see him use it. Like he doesn't snipe anyone. Do no, we? he's not. He's definitely not. I think. I think when he's on horseback, they, he has a rifle at some point. Oh, they're, okay. they're doing <laughs> the montage where they're murdering everybody. Uh, yeah, when he's with Doc. Yeah, like that murder montage for like five minutes. But he doesn't get a horse. He doesn't get a horse. Plus, he's in the jungle. You know, you don't really want a horse. So, does he get his rifle though in this? Because that's kind of big. Yeah, we can give we can give him a repeater. I think here's what I'm going to do. Let's just give him like assume they you know they have similar weapons like pistol, shotgun, rifle. Okay, we're all ready to rock. All right, they got their because Rick uses. I think we use Rick use everything. You know, he can do some things. Okay, let's see. I think Rick is going to be. He's definitely going to be better at like using the jungle than Wyatt for sure. However, Wyatt, he's a lawman. He's used to hunting down outlaws, which I think Rick kind of falls under the category of. I feel like you could say, like, he's an adventurer type, so, like, right. you can kind of, like, he's... He is in jail to be hung in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Well, where's crimes? What's... Uh, I don't recall. I think... Was it, like, alcoholism and adultery or something? Okay, so it's... Uh... I don't... I That could be completely off. He could have been, like, a thief. Who knows? I'm not sure. I kind of... Um... I think I mean Rick has the French Foreign Legion experience. That's true. This is, I think this might be closer than I thought at first. I thought Wyatt was going to run away with it. No, oh, right, but I. I, I kind of want to say Rick, honestly. That's kind of where I'm at. I feel like the environment is what really changed the tide towards mm-hmm. Rick. Like if there was any other environment, I feel like it would have been wider. Mm-hmm. But just because it it landed on jungle, mm-hmm. unfortunately, now I I might have to agree. 
Yeah. So I, I'm big on Tombstone too. I love that movie. Yeah. I watched it recently. I got everyone to watch it. So I'd watch this movie. It's sick. Not recently, I guess, like two years ago at this point. I've watched it like 10 or 15 times from now. Yeah, I've seen it like probably four or five since you've mentioned it. But Rick O'Connell takes yeah. it. Probably controversial on the message boards. I, I could definitely see some controversy, but fuck them. I mean, it's, right. the, it's the environment. It's, what are you gonna mm-hmm. do? That's why I introduced it, because otherwise it'd just be pretty chalk. You'd know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. All right, this is... I mean, it's got to be the end of Holland March, unfortunately, no matter what. Dot Holiday versus Holland March. Wow, yeah. <sighs> Let's see what they're fighting. Yeah. I guess if they get jungle, maybe, maybe Holland can pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do some weird shit in the jungle. Ah, they were. It's literally it's on the edge between jungle and airplane, and they got Air Force One. Oh man, it's it's. Oh, you can barely see on the app how close it is over the line to airplane oh wow which is air force one so i mean dot is in his prime he's in a you know humidity controlled air controlled <laughs> environment his tb's not even playing a factor that's a good point i think the fight goes on longer than it should just because holland has the dumb luck but no way dot wins yeah there's no shot like i did i part of like full homer thomas was like Every time Holland's in a matchup, he has to roll. But you can't do it. Doc wins. I agree. Doc's nice on the sticks, man. He's, I mean, like, yeah. We hear Johnny Ringo, most dangerous gun in the West, right? Dot takes him out. Dot at this point is dying. Like, he dies the next scene he's in. Yeah, he's... <laughs> and he kills Johnny, no problem. And it wasn't even his fight. Like... <laughs> Wasn't even his fight, just to help his boy. He's out. like, you know what? No, he's like, fuck it. This guy pissed me off at the bar, speaking his mm-hmm. Latin, and uh, fuck it, I'm gonna kill him. He uh, said, yeah. you know, we got the game we never played. Yeah, that's a good pick. You know, Johnny might have been messing about, but Dot wasn't. No, definitely not. You're not there to fuck around. So Django, round two, defeated uh, Inspector Lee. Nicholas Angel upended Indiana Jones. Rick O'Connell bested Wyatt Earp. Doc Holiday defeated Holland March. What would have happened if we got a Doc versus Wyatt fight? Doc would have won. I agree. I think it's pretty fair to assume. We'll never know, though. It's like Kanye West said. I guess we'll never know. All right, so Doc versus Rick O'Connell. Kind of a nice matchup. I like it. Um, I guess this one depends because we don't see Dot on the on the long run at all. Not that we necessarily see Rick do any super sniping, but could help him out. Yep. So they're in Fenway again. Or they're in Fenway. Okay. Fenway is just I Fenway was big brain as an addition for me. It's just a set environment for these kind of death matches. That it happen. is. It's like it gives you uh, like an American uh, Coliseum. Coliseum. It gives you like the uh, the American Coliseum vibes where. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just in the middle of a huge arena. Everyone, nobody's watching in this instance, but uh, it, it does give you a kind of like a cool open feel. Mm-hmm. But for gunslingers, I mean, it's like, it is kind of tough. It's like, all right, it's just who's got the better shot, what it comes down right. to. And for this, so, I would have to say, I, I'm leaning Doc. I am too. I think 
I mean, if it maybe they were Air Force One, Rick could have an argument again. Because if he could close, if he can close the gap, I think he wins pretty easily. We do see Dot stab a guy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Dot's like he's not a slouch, even though he's dying. No, but he's he's known for his. I mean, they accuse him of being a dandy that can only shoot people, basically, in the beginning. <laughs> and he stabs him just to prove him wrong. Right. Yeah, but I don't. There is truth to that. Right. Right. He's not as strong as some other people. Like he's literally dying. Let's see, Fenway. It's not even like I mean, you know, he had to leave. Nah, that doesn't even come into play. Yeah, I think Dot takes it. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's fortunate. I love Dot Holiday. If Jangle's not my like favorite cowboy, Dot Holiday is. So. Advancing to the elite eight, Dot Holiday. Now, Nicholas Angel versus Jangle Freeman. This is tough. I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, Jay, where, where they yeah. fight? Where they fight? Rust. Rust. Run, Rust. Yeah, I think Jane Doe takes it. I don't. I Jane Doe's so good. He is good. Like, I mean, how many people does he gun down in? I I don't. I know Nicholas does too, but Nicholas is going against like British people, old British people who are used to murdering children and like old people. Right, and the while they're helpless. Right, and Jane Doe's fighting, like people who hate his guts right. and are super racist and are used to killing people. Right. Like, and you know, they want him back. And then, and yeah. And he, he beats them until they get his, uh, his wife. Mm-hmm. And then he escapes and comes back and kills everybody anyway. That's true. So what do you like? I think Django takes this. I'm safe. I'm good. Giving it to Django. As much as okay. I want to see Angel Plus, go far. He, he did. Hit his- I mean, he did, but, and then now we did Jango versus Dot in the Elite Eight, which, I mean, I I feel like, you know, when you see the bracket, you kind of assume it's going to go that way, but it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. All right, so Jango defeated Nicholas Angel, and Dot Holiday bested Rick O'Connell. Oh, yeah. All right, so where do we got these two guys at? I feel like, I mean, this might be uncool, but should we just put them in like in Fenway so that they can just duel and then we just have to talk about it who would win in a duel or do we want to I mean we could do it both ways I think if it's not a duel Jando definitely wins I don't think it really matters the environment necessarily I think Jando wins if it's not a straight up duel so So we can we can roll that way over like each environment uh no I didn't do that for any any of the other ones so we can't unfortunately that's all good um, Let's see. Okay, so so Doc Holiday definitely beats them. They got a house naturally. If we want to do it this way, so I think I don't know. I think I don't know that we can do just a duel because, like, they're both the fastest and whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let me see something. When was Doc Holiday alive? Here's how we're gonna figure this out. Doc Holiday. All right. So. While Jango was operating, which was 1858-59 time, right? Dot was only eight years old, so we can't even do a direct comparison. <sighs> because Dr. King Schultz says, you know, Dot Hall, or Jango, fastest gun in the South. Dot started off in the South. If they were active at the same time, I could be like, boom, we know Jango is faster than Dot. True. Based off the very biased opinion of one German dentist last year. <laughs> However, we don't have that. Okay, so we're rolling with the house. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the chances of them just dueling are very low. It's going to be more... I think they, I think they might duel. I think Dot would say something, and then Jane... I think they would... I think they... I think as gentlemen, they clear out, like, the living room or something, and then they walk around. I think Dot could go Jane Doe into a duel. You know what I mean? Like, goad him into it. Because he, he says something it, like, oh. The in a dual dock. He's like, don't you want to see how fast you really are? Like, you know, That's who you're going fair. against. A bunch of, he's like, you're going against a bunch of slavers? Like, they don't, they don't know anything. You know, they don't know about dueling. And then Jangel's like, all right, I'll show you what dueling is. And we're at it. And I'm into it. And I want that scene to happen. But does Django actually care about a duel? Or does he just want this guy dead because he's trying to get Boomhilda? It's tough, you know? I think, I mean, part of it would be... So I think there is an argument. Django would be like, would just shoot him and, and pretend to do the duel and just hate him, but... I don't know if Django would do that, like, with his character. I feel like he's got a certain level of honor I think and he's got... gentleman to him. Right. Whereas if Doc, who is very good with you know, his words, he's got a little bit of a mm-hmm. silver tongue, I would say. Um, I could definitely... You think Doc might do the trickery? I Well, no, no, no. I, I could see Doc maybe convincing him, let's duel. And then Doc will right. absolutely stay true to it. I don't, Doc's doing no tomfoolery. I think Doc would too. Right, because Doc... Right, because he could have killed Johnny Ringo without showing up and, like, uh, he ambushed him, basically. He, yeah, he, exactly. He was not expecting he Doc to be there. And then he was like, you know, let's do it. Here I am. Right. Um, I'm just picturing again. I'm picturing basically in my head, it's the exact, almost the exact same scene. Like they're just circling around each other in the living room. And Jane Doe's like, well, all right, Launder. Oh, oh, God. I think we have to flip for it. Really? We're going to flip know, for I think. I like Jane Doe. I, I like Jane Doe. I do too. But I'm it's so like close. situation. But like, if they're not, dueling, I mean, if, it depends on if Doc convinces them to duel. Because I think he would, but I, I, I kind of think Jango might be faster. I think Jango might be faster. I don't know. Jango. I mean, we don't have the direct head to head. I looked up, you know, because everyone does these fights online. You can find them on threads on Reddit or like random blogs and oh, yeah, stuff. None for Dot versus Jango. It was un- I was like, this is stupid. Why are there none? Wow, really? Yeah. No one answered any of the threads I found. That's kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, it really depends on like how they're fighting. So yeah, I, I think that because we both of our guts said Jango, so I think we have to advance him, which is fine. You know, it's a dirt out because Doc would have to convince him to duel, and I think Doc would win right. in a duel if Jango doesn't do anything tomfoolerish. Otherwise, so do you wanna... we've seen Jango light up an entire um, plantation, like. Right. Here's so in the Ote Corral scene, Dot isn't I don't know. Like is Dot super nice in the Ote Corral scene specifically? Like he rolls up, throws the blanket off. But I don't remember him lighting everybody up. You know? No, he wasn't I remember I think Wyatt goes off in Right, I was gonna say he wasn't by any means carrying that fight. And he had boys with him, like Jango. I mean, Jango has Schultz a couple times, but at the end when he's really going off, yeah. And then it was just he's by himself, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't even prepared for a fight, and he kills like ten guys. Right. I yeah. I think he was expecting to walk out of there with his wife, and then he's got to kill like a million dudes because his German friend decided to be a dead and be a sore loser. Yeah, that's right. However, 
good i don't know like candy had to die it's fine it's a good call yeah Ugh, this this like really this is when it's like why did i do this <laughs> why am i putting myself through this <laughs> i so you think dot would win in a duel and i think dot would convince jango to duel because we like jango has i think he has that kind of like pridefulness however part of that's like he's playing a character you know but he does go back and wait, like he kills everybody when he could have just left with Bromhilda. But he kills everybody and blows up the ranch. Like we, he's a showman; he likes to stunt. Yes. And so does Doc. So I do think they, I think they would want to know who's better. I think they would honestly want to know. Okay. And I know it's like you know the rules aren't super consistent because it's we just want what's fun. We want just good content. Right, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so do you want to roll? I think we have to roll. So are we going? If we're going with the scenario where they both want to see who's better, we yes. have to roll. Right. Unfortunately, because, okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, uh, all right. Who do you want to have dots and who do you want to have numbers? Um, I want to do dots for dots. That's what I was going to Sounds good. <laughs> I'm like actually nervous. I know, me too. <laughs> Two, three. Okay. Uh. They landed on top of each other again. Uh, Stop doing that. They landed on top of each other twice, so I couldn't see what. Wait, happened. hold on. If it happens three times instead of draw. No, they. We have to keep rolling. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> okay. Okay. So Dot has one, two, three, eight. Not bad. And Jango. Jango has eight. Wow. Five, two, one. Jango has a five, a two, and a one. Dot has a three, a four, and a one. Okay, so do we re-roll? One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double, it's, we're in overtime, which is like double. They, do you, they landed on top of each other again. This is like triple overtime they, at this why point. Why would they do that? Why would they? I don't know. It's up? bad design. Oh, it's going to land on top. Like, when does that ever happen? All right, so we got Jango has eight, 14. Wow. Very strong roll. Dot has 11. Oh, man. <laughs> I think that's like quadruple overtime, really, because I rolled the first two times, and it was they landed on top of each other. Then they tied. Wow. And then they landed on top of each other again. So it's quintuple overtime. Django Freeman. That's fitting. The Asylum. That's fair because both defeats. Of them, I was like to pick either of them in a duel was pretty impossible. I think. Yeah. Like I, I leaned Doc just because he has more experience, but like. Right, we see him go against who should be like who we know is the best, and we don't necessarily know that Jango is the best, but we do know that uh, Schultz, who is an impressive bounty hunter, you know he's crazy. He says Jango is the fastest gun in the south. They each have... like, he's a, he's got a good scouting eye. I think. Yeah, I think you know you'd hire him as your GM if you were like a football team. Oh hell yeah, that guy knows a lot. He's good dentist right. too. <laughs> you would assume he's got the cool thing on his cart. All right, so to recap, Doc Holliday defeated Detective James Carter. Holland March beat Captain Jack Sparrow. Rick O'Connell defeated Mike Lowry. Eli defeated, uh, lost to Wyatt Earp. Nicholas Angel defeated Stephen Hiller. Indiana Jones beat Snake Pliskin. Spencer Lee defeated Jadson Healy. And Jango beat Alex Foley. Then went on to beat, defeat Lee. Nicholas Angel beat Indiana Jones. Rick O'Connell defeated Wyatt Earp. Dot bested Holland March. Then went on to defeat Rick. Nicholas Angel lost to Django. And then Django 
bested Doc in a five-overtime thriller to advance to the Final Four, where he will be facing off with Dutch from Predator. Now, to find out who wins the Spies region, you'll have to tune in tomorrow. That's all we got for you. Big shout-out to Mike Barbado, crushing it on this analysis with me. Hey, big shout-out to you for setting this all up, man. This This is a lot of fun, this event. Thank you, thank you. And, you know, stay tuned for the break to uh, get a little updates about what's going on next. Peace out, y'all. And that about tears it for us today. Big shout out to Mike for helping out. And as always, if you did what you're hearing, make sure you give us five-star review and rating on podcast platform of your choice, uh, specifically Apple Podcasts, because as you've heard on every podcast you listen to, it's huge to determining where we get on the rankings if other people can find my show. So that'd just be huge. And, you know, follow me on Instagram specifically at high key underscore obsessed underscore podcast and on Twitter at high T-O podcast Instagram, a, a little bit more active. I've been, you know, I got memes, book reviews, all that stuff. And, you know, if you want to DM me and be like, hey, you're an idiot. There's no way that Jandor would win this region. There's no way that anything, you know, you just hit me up and maybe I'll respond and I'll be like, thanks for the feedback. Just keep it nice, you know. So until next time, say when.